Brian. Brian, we know you're in here. The chaplain came specially soon, so don't mess about. Oh, Brian. Uh, who's this man warder in the pictures on the walls? Oh, that is Inspector Steen of the Brighton Constabulary. Oh, the chap on the wireless. So on. Law and the little man. Mm, Brian's got a thing about him. Yes, so I can see. By the way, Warder, why did they call him Brian the Brave? What? Oh. Uh, what? Warder, the light's gone out. <laughs> Warder? What? What's going on? I, I, I can't see anything. <sighs> Well, perhaps Brian's not here today, so I think I'll just... <laughs> help! Help! <laughs> Inspector Steen by Lynn Truss. Episode 6. The Anniversary. Looking back on those great old days of policing Brighton in the 1950s, I do ask myself sometimes whether I'm neglecting the broader picture of the post-war British crime wave. I mean, just just open any newspaper. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Look, 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 look. This this is the Brighton Evening Argus, June 23rd, 1956. Look now, you see. This is just the sort of everyday thing I'm talking about. Bullion robbery in Lewis Road, it says. Van strafed with machine gun fire in broad daylight by daring gang led by masked woman. Blimey! Female criminal mastermind continues to elude police. Bullion vanishes within minutes. Trail goes cold near to town hall. Repeated calls for the resignation of Inspector Steen. Oh. Well, actually, if you don't mind, I'll just find something else. Oh, here we are. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Teddy Boy's Mock Toddler at Peter Pan Playground. Now, that one I do remember. Between the three of us, we solved it. <laughs> my, my point, you see, my point is that although this long-forgotten bullion robbery must have seemed big at the time, what I remember is that the last week of June 1956 saw the fifth anniversary of Inspector Steen's great triumph, the Middle Street Massacre of 1951. Oh, the fifth anniversary, dear. Mm. Don't time fly, dear. <laughs> oh. And you think you should do something special to mark the occasion, dear? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Oh, blimey. Dear, oh, Lord. Um, are you sure you wouldn't like some help heaving those mysterious heavy boxes, Mrs. G? No, you're all right, dear. I'm nearly finished now. <laughs> Wait a time, dear, that's all. <laughs> you see, Brunswick seems to think that Middle Street wasn't quite the policing success everyone else thinks it was. Seventeen villains dead on the ground, dear. You can't argue with that. Two old major gangs wiped out. Oh, you're right. <laughs> but he's got a point. I mean, if I were you, I wouldn't make too much of the fact you didn't know the massacre was going to happen, dear. No. The, the famous Inspector Steen eats ice cream while gangs shoot it out wasn't so much nonchalance as, well, as you happen to fancy a knickerbocker glory. Yes. I mean, someone obviously planned it. Someone got all those hoodlums to meet on neutral territory and start shooting. Yes. It just wasn't you. Hmm. How many major gangs were there in Brighton before Middle Street? Three, dear. Oh, so so, so that means... Look, th all this standing around jawing won't turn Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap into the longest-running show in West End theatre history, will it? <laughs> Let's have a nice cup of tea. I think I hear the approach of Sergeant Brunswick. Oh, oh. Afternoon, oh, Mrs. G. Oh, hello, dear. Is that really oh. you? 
How's it going at the races? Oh, don't ask. A lot of villainy, that's for sure. Villains everywhere in broad daylight parading their villainy. That's an astonishing disguise, Brunswick. Oh, thank you, sir. I hope it's not too immodest to mention it, but yesterday I won a five-pound voucher for Hannington's department store. Oh? Uh, for what? For being the best-dressed lady, sir. Oh. Obviously, I didn't have the helmet on at the time. No. Um, any news of the bullion robbery on the Lewis Road? Bullion? No, I don't think so. Uh, Mrs. Groins, have we heard anything about any bullion? No, no, not a dicky bird, dear. Oh! Yeah, they're saying the gang was led by a woman, <laughs> sir. Here you are, dear. There. Nice cup of tea. Ooh. Got you an Eccles cake. Oh, you're an angel, Mrs. G. Mm. Yes, evidently the trail went cold in this very street. Oh, uh, Brunswick, we've been talking about the wisdom of marking the anniversary of the Middle Street... Um, uh... Something wrong, sir. Look, you couldn't take the wig off or something, Brunswick. Uh, talking to you dressed like that is making me feel quite queasy. It was also the week that Constable Twitten received a commendation for bravery and that our dear old Cockney charlady, Mrs. Groins, received a visit from her abnormally devious nephew, Brian the Brain. Uh, excuse me, officer. Yes, can I help you? You're in haste, clattering up the steps like a young fool. Well, there's been a bullion robbery, and I'm a police officer. So. I'm looking for Mrs. Groins. She's employed at the police station. And then you've come to the right place. In Brighton. <laughs> yes. Infinitely superior to Crowthorn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, although actually I haven't been to Crowthorn, so I can't really make a valid comparison. But, well, look here, I'll, I'll go and tell Mrs. Groins you're here. I know her very well. Uh, last time I was in Brighton, it was five years. Years ago, yes, precisely five years. Good heavens! Anyway, and it was um, it was uh, how how can I? It wasn't like this. Really? Uh, yeah, no, it was it Sunny? was. Sunny? Mm, no, 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 no! It was um. A bit tidier. Uh, bullets, bullets, you know, bullets. What? We were in a narrow street, shadows, the, the sound of a distant jukebox playing. Shall we dance, pa pa pa, from the King and I? Are you all right? The girl shouted, "Don't, Johnny!" And we looked around, and then bang, oh. bang, 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 bang. Bang! Bang! No! Dad! Right, well, they it... got my dad! Bang! 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 Oh, Mum! Mummy! He's dead! The blood! The blood! The hole! His life pouring out through the hole! Bang! Bang! Take me home, Mum! Take me home! I'll kill whoever did this to my dad! I'll kill him! I'll kill him! <laughs> I crawled away, not a mark on me, but they say, they say that all that carnage, carnage from the Latin for flesh, did something irreversible to my head. Are you sure coming back to Brighton was a good idea? How about I escort you to Brighton Station? Oh, thank goodness, here's Mrs. Goins. Brian? Mrs. Goins, I'm so pleased to see you. This young chap. Brian, what the hell are you doing here? Are you packing a piece? Oh, Auntie. Oh, my God, what you done? How'd you get out? Oh, Auntie, don't take on. I just met this amiable policeman, amiable from the Middle English fire old French from the late Latin, just like the amiable Inspector Steen, who orchestrated the Middle Street massacre. Well, you leave him alone, Brian. Of course I will, Auntie. But he's coming with me. Look! Look! I got a gun! Mrs. Goins! Let's do what he says, dear. I'll give you old French. Now you leave this nice young man alone. He hasn't done nothing to you. Come on, Constable. You sound rather different, Mrs. Goins. Well, all 
this standing around jawing won't overturn the disgraceful decision to have Grace Archer burnt to death in a shed now, will it? <laughs> oh, come on. We'd better get on. Come on! <laughs> hmm. I've just had a call from Broadmoor, sir. I'm not surprised, looking like that. What time are they coming to collect you? Oh, I'm afraid it's quite serious, sir. Oh. An insane criminal known as Brian the Brain escaped this morning, sir. And it seems that he holds you personally responsible for his father's death. Ah, oh, but I'm not responsible for anyone's death, surely. Except those thugs in Middle Street. His father was indeed one of the thugs killed in Middle Street, sir. Ah. Evidently, he acquired the nickname Brian the Brain through his work on the Oxford English Dictionary, sir. Oh. It's a bit of a tradition at Broadmoor among the more well-read inmates, apparently, and is sadly not proof that their criminal insanity has abated. They gave me a list of the words Brian the Brain has worked on as they thought them significant. Here we are. <clears throat> Kill. Revenge. Psychopath. Celebrity. Broadcaster. Inspector. And, oh, um... Eviscerate, sir. Oh. The walls of his cell were decorated with transcripts of your radio talks from the listener, sir. Oh, the good news, however, is that he can't have been involved in our bullion robbery, because at the time that crime was committed, he was still busy coshing, stabbing and ripping his way out of the prison. Are you all right, sir? Uh, uh, yeah, of course I'm all right, Brunswick. I'm, I'm just wondering, though, uh, do you think this should affect our plans for a fifth anniversary street party inviting all and sundry? Oh, yes, sir, I think it should. Yeah, yeah, a few drinks between ourselves ought to be enough, surely. <laughs> in the cells, perhaps. We could even... Lock ourselves in, I wouldn't mind. Where's Twin, sir? Um, I don't know. He was around earlier, wasn't he? No, sir, he wasn't. Oh, I'm sure he was. No, I don't think I've seen him all day. I'm ever so sorry about this, dear. This is a proper shaky do and no mistake. The thing is, Brian's what you might call one char short of the full cha-cha-cha. At the same time, however, he's extremely cunning and would slit your meridian as soon as look at you. You can always tell when he's particularly worked up in a blood frenzy because he wears his Davy Crockett hat. Wish to God I'd never given it him sometimes. Mrs. Goins? Yes, dear? Why are we on the pier inside the Helter Skelter? Oh, Brian's very fond of Brighton, dear. Or he was until... Well, until the unfortunate events five years ago. Mrs. Goins? Yes, dear? As I'm probably about to die, I, I wondered if I could ask you something. Far away, dear. There's nobody here but me and these boa constrictors. Are you Brighton's criminal mastermind? Me, dear? Yes, dear. I thought so! I never like to mention it at the station because they obviously get embarrassed when I bring the subjects up. What are you talking about, embarrassed? Who is, dear? The inspector and Sergeant Brunswick. Whenever I say anything about you turning up so conveniently at the scene of the crime, or, or appearing to know an awful lot about the criminal underworld, they always make me feel like I said something unworthy of someone of my intelligence. It's become jolly difficult. It's like what happens at a party when you meet a chap and don't catch his name, and then you spend the rest of the evening realising that the longer this goes on, the more embarrassing it'll be to ask. I've always kept wanting to say, but look, see here, dash it all, Mrs. Groins is clearly Brighton's criminal mastermind, sir. But after a while... I realised there was something much deeper going on. They knew, you see. There was some code which meant they never said. That's why I had to ask you face to face. I hope you don't mind. 
It never occurred to you the complete idiots, dear? No. Well, you don't mean... I do, dear. I've had him completely fooled for several years, dear. No. Oh, not really. Cup of tea, bit of cockney banter, occasional Eccles cake. I'll go to the foot of our stairs. This won't buy the baby a roast beef dinner for ninepence. Blinded them with charm and tea leaves, dear, from here all to Christmas. Gosh. I mean, gosh. Well, I have to say, Mrs. Goins, you're a genius. Oh, thank you very much, dear. Of course, I'm only keeping the business going for my Trevor till he gets out of Lewis. If it's any consolation, I always thought if there's anyone going to work it out, it's that clever boy Twitten. Oh, thank you. And then I always thought, the day he does, of course, I'll have to do him. Oh, of course. Yes, of course. <sighs> the chap who barely well knew too much. Well, join the queue. Blame your own cleverness, dear. If you were stupid like the others, you'd be in no danger at all right now. <laughs> oh! Mrs. Goins? Yes, dear? Being so clever, I suppose you prefer me not to mention to Brian the Brain that you're the person really responsible for the Middle Street Massacre and not Inspector Steve. What? He does seem quite extraordinarily touchy on the subject, doesn't he? You wouldn't. Wouldn't I? Uh, besides, what makes you think I had anything to do with it? Oh, Mrs. Goins, it's so obvious. It was you that killed his dad, you see, when you called the gangs together. I'm afraid that's bound to be the way Brian the Brain will look at it, while he is cheerfully slitting your meridian, as I think you said. I've always really liked you, dear. The feeling's mutual, Mrs. Goins. So it's lucky for both of us that I have a plan. This is difficult, Sergeant. Oh, for heaven's sake, stop trying on those sideburns. This is serious. Sorry, sir. The note says to meet him outside the Hippodrome at midnight. He goes into quite a long etymological analysis of both Middle and Hippodrome, so it's definitely from him. And if I don't go? He's got Twitten and Mrs. Groins as his hostages, sir. Does he say where? Well, of course he doesn't say where. Last. Well, Twitten's a fully trained policeman. He can look after himself. Oh, sir. Well, I don't know. This is like a bad dream. I mean, you surely appreciate how unfair this is, Brunswick. He's going to kill me. He's going to kill me for something I didn't actually do. Yes, but you're happy for everyone else to think you did do it, sir. Well? Your entire reputation rests on it, after all. The film, the radio talks, that little limited edition Staffordshire statuette. I know that. And you didn't not do it, sir. And what does that mean? I mean, sir, that as I recall, on the day of the massacre, I came to you and said something big was happening. Diamond Tony had called a meet at the clock tower. Oh, yeah. I said there would never be a better moment to get these blokes and bang them up for firearms transgressions. Did you? Yes, I did. I also said Brighton was a tinderbox gangwise. Well, you're coming out of this recollected sequence of events suspiciously well, Brunswick. So you saw it all coming, did you? I am cursed with a Cassandra-ish ability to foresee disaster, sir. It is my burden, as well as my gift. I also remember things with extraordinary clarity. Thus, we were on our way to Middle Street when you stopped for a small bag of peppermint humbugs and noticed that Luigi's was doing knickerbocker glory, sir. <sighs> Mrs. Groins had told you how delicious oh, they good were. Heavens. And that Luigi would offer an enormous discount if the entire operational division visited en masse on any Saturday afternoon in June. I resent and refute this version of events. Nothing like that was in the film. <sighs> it's half past eight, sir. All right. Twitten can't look after himself, sir. Well, let's go out. I don't know why, but... I suddenly fancy a humbug. Oh. 
So, what's your plan then? I don't know what you mean. I heard you adumbrate to auntie that you had a plan. Uh. Adumbrate from the same root as umbrella, the Latin for shade. Quite shady in here. Oh, it's not so much a plan, Brian, more a way of passing the time. It was just that I was thinking about your nickname, Brian the Brain. I've been saying to dear Mrs. Goins that it must be a burden as well as a gift. People must expect you to know everything, and no one knows everything. I know more than you. Yes, I expect so, but I was just saying to Mrs. Goins that if we only had a dictionary... Which I have. Thank you, that's a big one. Well, we could have a little test. Test of what? Etymology, of course. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> You've got to be joking. Mrs. Goins could pick the words. Oh. We'd each have a go. Best of 15. If I win, I go free and you go back to Broadmoor. If you win, you get to kill the inspector and I'll even help you. I should warn you, however, I am known within police circles to be ever so, ever so clever. Oh, there he goes. What's the time, Auntie? It's uh, nine-ish, dear. Oh, too late. I've got a lot of honing to do. From the old English word for stone. Oh, what a shame. I thought Mrs. Goins could adjudicate. From the Latin, judex, a judge. Groin, from the old French for... Uh, 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 pig snout. Charming. Pig snout, indeed. I wish they'd stop doing that. Well, you chose to hide in here, Brian. We didn't. Any um, plans for your broadcast this week, sir? What? Um, well, um, I thought I might talk about the role of um, memory in trial evidence, or, um, or perhaps the way policemen are depicted in such a belittling manner on the West End stage, or, um, or else I might just break radically with broadcasting tradition and shout, "Help! Ah, he's stabbing me!" Ah! And die. I think we need a plan, sir. Have you got one? Yes, sir. Will it involve you dressing up? It might, sir. Oh, give me strength. Can I have a humbug, sir? Help yourself. Brian, you are 3-1 up. <laughs> right, Brian the Brain, your word is... Decline. Oh, I know, I know. So do I. It's too easy. She keeps giving you the easy words. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Put your hand down, constable. No, enter into the spirit of it, auntie. Oh, it's like a terrible dream. Oh, this is like a terrible dream, Brunswick. Oh, what's the time? Eleven o'clock, sir. Oh. The thing is, sir, he said you should be alone and unarmed. He won't pay any attention to a well-dressed woman oh. standing at the end of the street, will he? Standing in wait to rugby tackle him. We could sing, Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling, Sir. Is that a topical cultural reference, Brunswick? <laughs> it is, Sir. Uh, high noon, Sir. Gary Cooper, Sir. Oh, this is neither the time nor the pace! Only ten more words to go, Mrs. Goins. I'm going to beat him. <clears throat> it's the Latin for white. Oh! Ten more of these. Are you sure, dear? Oh, get on with it, auntie. It's past eleven. I wish they'd stop doing that. Doesn't this place ever close? And if you win, Constable, remind me what happens to me. I'm afraid I'll have to turn you in, Mrs. Goins. But if he wins, I might mention to him what I know about the massacre. And... Uh... All right, that's it. What? Oh, no. Blimey, this is heavy. Mrs. Goins, what are you doing? 
Well, I've never seen a better example of hostage negotiation, dear. But a joke's a joke, dear. I'd rather eat me old string bag than hear one more example of old French out of late Latin, dear. What's the time now? It's 11.30. Oh! Auntie, what are you doing with the dictionary? We haven't finished! Put it down, Mrs. Goynes. You must see sense. Think of the inspector. Oh, no! <laughs> we'll get him, Auntie! Ah! No! Oh. Oh. oh, that's better. Blimey, it's like taking a nail out your head. Now, cut along to Middle Street, dear. You know what you gotta do. <laughs> you all right, sir? <laughs> I think you're being very brave, sir. Yes. <laughs> Remember how they introduced the film of Brighton Rock, sir? What? Do you think it would help if we reminded ourselves of that now, sir? <laughs> In the dark days before the war... Oh. The back streets of Brighton teemed with villains. Thanks, thanks to the work of the Brighton, Brighton police, Brighton is yet, yet again a place of sunshine, sunshine and light and sandcastles. Thank you. I feel much better now. Just one thing, sir. Yes? Can I have your teacup with the roses on? I've always really liked it. What's that? Now remember, sir, he may have insanity and a blood grudge on his side, but you've got an enormous radio audience. Yes. And I may have the body of a weak and feeble woman, sir, but I've also got a revolver. Thank you, Sergeant. Good luck. Good luck, sir. Hello? Hello? Hello, Inspector. Oh, oh, oh. gosh, I'm glad to see you, sir. I've just had the most terrible night. I had to be so clever. So it's not surprising we all forgot about that bullion robbery, is it? Far too much value is placed on money in this world in any case. It was much more important that Brian the Brain should be returned, slightly concussed, to Broadmoor, and that the old gang should be back safe and sound in the station. Well, when I say the old gang, of course, there was one small difference after that fateful night. Something had happened between Twitten and Mrs. Groins that changed things forever. Oh, have you heard about this teddy boy mocking a toddler at the Peter Pan playground, Twitten? What's the world coming to? That's what I'd like to know. Sir. Good Lord. Yes? Mrs. Goynes has something she needs to tell you. What? Sergeant Brunswick, I do need to say that your black and white minstrel disguise is a triumph, sir. Well, thank you, Twitten. But only if you intend to mingle with other black and white minstrels. <laughs> Couldn't agree with you more. Sir. No, no, no. A new culture of honesty. I like it. Yes. Now, come on. Out with it, Mrs. Groynes. What is it? Don't keep us in suspense. Uh, well, there is something I've been keeping from you, dear. And thanks to the constable here, I, I realise it was wrong. Go on, Mrs. G. You know what we agreed. What's going on between you two? Shh, sir. The thing is, dear... As Constable Twitten knows, I I've been living a lie. A little bit. I I've been leading a little bit of a lie. Oh, Mrs. Groins, I'm sure anything you've done can't be that bad. <laughs> Twitten, I'm surprised at you. Hear her out, please. You've always trusted me, you see. I, I think that's what the Constable finds hardest, sir. 
The three of you all go out into that bad, horrible world and you see bad, horrible things. And then you come in here and it's all cosy and warm. Mm. And you think that just because I've always got the kettle on, there are some nice custard tarts that I'm good old Mrs. Groins who would never deceive you, never hurt a fly. Of course not. You see, we all need a bit of comforting sometimes, don't we? Even the constable here. I don't think he would deny that there have been times when a kind or reassuring word from the motherly station char lady has made all the difference. Well, that's true. Sometimes the poor thing's hardly had the strength to carry on, and then... Well, well, I won't embarrass him. I'll just say, as the possessor of a fine motherly bosom, that he is no stranger to this here bosom. That's true, too. I've always liked you, dear. Oh, Mrs. Quartz. We've had our moments, haven't we? You saved my life by not telling Brian the Brain what you knew about me, dear. I shan't forget that, you know. And I don't like to brag or anything, but I did actually save your life too, dear, by wielding that big heavy dictionary. Are you sure you want us here? I feel we've stumbled on a private moment. I'm sorry, dear. It's just that the constable here wants me to clear the air, dear. Come clean, as it were. Get it all out in the open once and for all. Possibly put an end to a very, very happy relationship. And I just want him to have one last final conclusive think about it before I do. Before we go into our paradise lost phase, as it were. All four of us. But what have you done, Mrs. Groin? What on earth have you lied about? Well, dear, shall I? I don't know. For heaven's sake. Well, dears... No, don't. Oh, what was that, dear? Don't tell them. It can be our secret. Oh, you're a good boy. No, I'll tell them, dear. No, don't, Quiet, dear, quiet. I've got to tell them something, because they're all agog now, ain't they? Yes, we are, as a matter of fact. And it had better be good. So, well, here goes. You remember how I told you a year ago that the Ministry of Health had abolished the fig roll, dear? Um... On account of an epidemic of projectile vomiting and a possible link-up to polio? Oh, I do remember. Oh, I was heartbroken. You made us burn all the packets we had in the cupboard. I was lying, dear. <gasps> it was complete eyewash. It's just I've never been able to stand the little bleeders. The constable here, he found me out, dears. I just hope you can all find it in your hearts. Oh, no. Somewhere deep in your hearts. Oh, Mrs. Royce. I thought you were going to confess to a gold robbery or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, Twitten. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes, well. Well done, son. I have to say, though, I thought you were supposed to be working out who Brighton's criminal mastermind was, not investigating the true public health status of the inspector's favourite biscuit. <laughs> I, I sometimes think we'll never know who Brighton's criminal mastermind is, sir. Ah, join the club. Now, cups of tea all round. Oh, yes, please. Oh, two lovely. sugars, please, mm. Mrs. G. Can I have mine quite milky? Of course you can, dear. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh I'm just... I just thought of something. Does this mean we can have fig rolls again, Mrs. Groins? Absolutely not, dear. No. In Inspector Steen by Lynn Truss, Inspector Steen was played by Michael Fenton Stevens, Mrs. Groins, Jan Ravens, Brunswick, John Ram, Twitten, Matt Green, Brian the Brain, Ewan Bailey, Warder, Kim Wall, and Chaplin, David Holt. Music was by Anthony May. The producer was Karen Rose. Inspector Steen was a Sweet Talk production 
for BBC Radio 4. Well, I feel much better getting that off my chest. <laughs> now, all this standing around jawing won't get Eamon Andrews coming through the door with a big red book deal, will it? <laughs> Help me with these heavy clanking boxes, Sergeant. Oh, I've got a fast car waiting outside with the engine running. <laughs> <laughs>